We are locked up, shut down, gas is cheap but there's nowhere to go, and now there's a lot of price distortions in the stock market. Maybe that explains these big down days followed up by huge up days. So what should you expect? What should you be doing? That's coming up right now. Are you ready? It's the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Authors, radio show hosts, TV personalities, retirement wealth coaches. On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer starts right now. Welcome back this morning to On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer. They are financial advocates. I'm Mark Elliott. Guys, there's no question. These are uncertain times, things we've never seen before. Disney closed, Universal closed. Uh, travel has gone to a halt, and this is pretty unprecedented. All of the fears around the coronavirus outbreak, COVID-19, has the American people and the market certainly on edge. We've seen significant market dips as the world tries to get a grasp on the situation. It's actually the fastest 20% drop uh, ever in history. It took 16 days because of the coronavirus for the market to drop 20%. The hmm. next quickest was 1929, the Great Depression, 28 mm -hmm. days. And that's probably because they didn't have all the internet stuff that we Technology, have today. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we have seen some significant market dips as the world tries to get a grasp on this situation. And the on ongoing, I guess, uncertainty, an unending, it seems, media coverage can make even the most confident individual start to be concerned whether a recession is around the corner. So let's get into, you know, kind of your thoughts on this whole situation. And I guess let's start with what's causing these huge market movements. Fear? Uncertainty, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uncertainty. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's like it's like being in a, a huge hall full of people and somebody hollers, fire, fire. What does everyone do? You know, they, they run for the exit. Yeah, they, they don't run, validate anything. They, exactly. yeah, they don't run stand for in the, the doorway. Yeah, and then, and then what you come to find out is it was some guy smoking his vape in the corner, <laughs> and that's what caused it, right? And yeah. so, um, you know, we've got, like you were saying, I mean, a 20% plus drop in just 16 days the fastest drop in U.S. history. So we're, we're living through times that nobody on the planet has lived through. Yeah, and, and th what happens during these times is, you know, there's all this emotion. You turn on the news, and you, you're not getting away from it. You know, it's almost like you should just go out and take a walk and just clear your mind because the news is going to drive up the fear. That's what their job is, I had really. one of our oldest ladies, uh, Mark, uh, 96 years old. I got a call this morning that she walked out on life last night at four o'clock. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> Puts things in perspective, doesn't it? <laughs> really? It, yeah. You know, you know, I mean, what a shame. Uh, it, so, and we got all this stuff going on and we, and sometimes we lose, we lose track of, of the other things around the people around us. And I'm actually looking at this as somewhat of an opportunity to uh, reconnect because of all the noise going around. I mean, this is a, this is an opportunity for me to kind of reconnect because my kids are going to be home for a long time. It's crazy. You know, right now we're seeing in the market what we call price dislocation. Uh, and and I'm, I, I call that fake pricing in the stock market. And, and here's what that means. Mark DiOrio, who is the chief financial officer for Brookstone Capital Management, it's up in Chicago. It's a firm uh, that manages $3 billion in assets. So it's a huge firm. $3 billion is a lot of money that they manage for assets under management. So here's what he said. Quote, the wide daily swings in the market are not part of a normal functioning market. It is a function of liquidity problems causing distortions in prices. This is on par with only a few past instances like what happened in 2008 and 1987. During times like these prices, even bond prices show price distortions. 
And then I also found uh, an article from Tom Harden. It was a, a video. He's a chief market yeah, technician. He's been on the radio with us. Yeah. yeah, chief market technician for Canterbury Investment Management. And he said something similar. What he said is, quote, do not focus on percentage dollar gains and losses during emotional markets. Emotional markets cause fake pricing. The daily returns from, uh, from the second week through part of the third week in March range anywhere from having up days of plus 9%. <laughs> which that is crazy. Usually we see 1% fluctuations mm -hmm. up and down, not 9% up, but that's what happened. The, you know, in, in, in March, we've had prices range anywhere from plus 9% to down 12%. Okay. Crazy. That's a lot of volatility. He goes on to say the bottom line is the market has no idea where the price should be because it's being driven by the actions of irrational investors. And another point that Tom made that I thought was really awesome was he said the uh, the irrational daily swings are being caused by knee-jerk decisions being made by irrational investors acting in a herd-like mentality. They call this the behavior of madness of crowds, like kinda you were just talking about. Kind of like lemmings. Or, right? right? Or like what you were saying, if you're in a, a big room and you yell the word fire, everybody's going to run for the exits before they validate what's happening. And so he says that following the crowd usually encourages um, bad decision making. But the bottom line, as, as we see it, is for the last several years, we've talked about the market. We've talked about how the markets don't go up in a straight line. And we've gotten phone calls from people saying, well, the market's up. How do you say stuff like that? And it's like, because historically, and I'm a historian, the markets don't go up in a straight line. We want it to be. We want the stock market to always go up in a straight line, but that's not the case. And that's never going to be the case. The bad thing about this market downturn, though, guys, is that we have a bunch of unknowns, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mark, you hit on a few of them. Disney has closed. Uh, you know, we've got Universal Studios that's closed. Uh, we have government shut, uh, shutting things down. Uh, and, and, and businesses don't even have the decision to stay open or not because you have states that are saying restaurants and bars are closed. Mm -hmm. So even if those restaurants or bars had options – that's not given to them. You look at the PGA tour, Mark, you, you love golf, you know, golf should be the safest place we can be right now. Well, right? masters gone open, open air. Yeah, I know the masters uh, has been canceled or moved back. PGA championship, the same thing. Yeah. All the PGA events have yeah, been March madness, hockey, baseball, NASCAR, all these things are going away. I just uh, see where, uh, what is it? Macy's Nordstrom, all these major stores, they're closed, you know, not just, you know, temporarily, hey. they are just closed until. But, but the most important thing out of all this is I've got my kids stuck at home <laughs> because schools are closed. So I got to figure out how to do all that. And, and they may be out <laughs> until the fall. And we don't know. So, yeah. I mean, it, but all this stuff that's happening is causing fear in the market, right? That's what's happening. And, and the market's like certainty. And that's certainly not what you're getting right now. And so here are two pros saying that the current market is showing, I guess, what they are calling price distortion or, pr or fake pricing, call it what you will. My thought is that what we are seeing is an emotional market that's causing the price in the market to just not be accurate. The bad news is a lot of people are making decisions now at a time when emotions are driving the markets and pricing is dislocated. And that's a bad time to do that. Uh, market the, the and, they're, and maybe they're looking at it as, well, the market is 100% accurate and they're making decisions on that. And like I said, Tom Harden saying something completely different, the chief market technician for Canterbury. 
And like he said, emotional markets tend to bottom before the news is the worst and they bottom quickly. And he says, remember, volatility works both ways. Big declines bring big oversold rallies. But living through this right now can be very uncomfortable, especially if you don't have a plan in place, especially if you have just 401ks and maybe brokerage accounts and maybe some other things saved or no real financial advisor helping you. This time can be tough. So does this look to you like a normal type of market decline? Well, and this certainly is dropped much faster than any drop in history, like you had mentioned, Mark. So I think this has a lot to do with the facts that there is a lot of computerized trading. And another thing, most of these drops are happening after hours, guys. So if you actually look at this, it's all overnight trading that's causing this. So by the time the market actually is opening at 930 in the morning, the average Joe can trade for the very first time. Mm -hmm. But the overnight trading has already caused the market to go down minus four, minus five, maybe even more. So you don't you you couldn't do anything anyway, yep. because the market dropped after you know after market closed. So I think this is more of that what we're calling that pricing dislocation that we've seen recently, and so um, it, it's it's just different. But we've had market declines similar. Just this is a unique cir- circumstance and how it's happening. But I don't think this is anything um, that uh, that is unusual as far as a per- from a percentage standpoint. It just happened faster. And again, right, because so, I think because of computers. All right. So then you said similar. So is there any similarity? I mean, does this look like to you what happened maybe back in, in 08, the Great Recession? Not at all. 2008, Mark, was more of a structural market crash than this one, which is an event driven. You know, there are three types of market corrections. You have structural, cyclical, and event driven. So let's talk about each one. So structural, like what happened in 08, was because the banks failed. Banks failed, right. So we had a structural issue, which we do not have now. The banks are actually trying to put money in to the system. Exactly. Total different. Okay. Completely different. Cyclical uh, is a little different. That just means that from time to time, like real estate in in this state, uh, in the state of Florida, cyclical real estate comes and goes, it ebbs and flows. And so uh, cyclical would be that. This is more event driven. Event driven meaning that there was an event being the coronavirus that caused fear in the market that oversold things. Yeah, Goldman Sachs did a study on this and it showed that of the three types of market corrections, event driven market corrections, like the one we are now living through, history tells us that over the last hundred plus years, that on average, a structural market decline goes down on average about 50%. Which, okay, so hold on, before we go any further, structural market decline, like which is not o- what we're like having now, but, right. not, but that's not what this one is. No. So, it, uh, so we're doing a comparison. Yeah. Right, okay, so structural down 50%. Down, okay. and, but the event-driven decline that we're now experiencing, down 29% on average. That's a lot less. A structural market decline, like the 2008 crash, lasts the longest, usually about 40 months. But an event-driven one, like we're experiencing now with this coronavirus, lasts under 10 months. A so lot a lot shorter. shorter. Yeah. And the average time to recover from a structural decline is usually about 100 months. But an event-driven one, like we're now experiencing, historically, recovers in under 20 months. So historically speaking, this type of market downturn recovers like 80% faster than other types of declines. So again, going back from this Goldman Sachs uh, you know, uh, study, 
when you have all these different types of crashes that can occur, corrections, structural, cyclical, or event-driven, this one that we're in, which is event-driven, usually usually has the smallest decline of all mm-hmm. of them. It usually lasts the shortest, and it usually recovers the fastest. And that's the good news. That's, that, I guess, the silver lining. that line. causes a lot of fear. Yeah, and it does, right. Event-driven causes a lot of fear. So here's a couple pro tips. Number one, the best thing that you can do when the markets are showing price dislocations is just not to panic. A lot of people did that in 2009. They didn't recognize the situation and they missed the rally. Yeah. And it's just interesting to note, guys, that there are 365 verses in the Bible that say, fear not. God's provided us with one fear not for every day in the year. (laughs) It's hard right now, right? Right? And it's hard to do that. Yeah. 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 Another pro tip is now is the time to stress test your money and create a plan to weather this storm and survive no matter if we have good times or sour markets. How many times have we been using that term, sour markets, on this show? It seems like for seven years I've been saying good or sour markets, right? Pandemic, market drops, elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. Where do you go for clarity in uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, Call Group 10 Financial now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 800-691-3372. Today has been all about what to do with your money during this market turmoil and the recent market decline. Jerry and Nick are making available to all of their listeners full access to all of their market alert updates that usually just goes out to their private clients. Well, you can sign up now for these for absolutely free. And over the past several weeks, they've done several video updates, put together guides and white papers and other items. And this is all part of their market crash survival toolkit. And they're making it free to you. All you have to do is text the word retire to 31996 and they will ship you the market crash survival toolkit in the mail and then automatically enroll you in their market e-update reports and financial alerts emails all again at no cost. Again, all you have to do is text the word retire to 31996. Retire 31996. Or you can always go online to their website and sign up right there. That is group10financial.com, group10financial.com. All right, we're talking about the coronavirus. We're talking about the markets. And you've given us some tips already. What are maybe some other things that people should be doing right now? Well, remember, nothing is linear. Boy, how true. Okay, so we we know that going in. The market's ebb and flow, and it never goes in a straight line. And from time to time, we need to remind ourselves of that. Um, Another thing, too, market pullbacks and corrections, they happen on average every one to two years. And every one of the last 40 years, uh, markets have had corrections anywhere from minus 3 to minus 48%. But in only seven of those did the market end in negative territory. So listen to what I just said. In every one of the last 40 years, markets have had corrections anywhere from minus 3 to minus 48% over the last 40 years, only, every year. And only seven times. Of those years, did the market end in negative territory? So that's just something to consider. Yeah, okay? think about that. That's pretty substantial. You know, that's kind of positive the way yeah. I look at that. Now, don't forget, volatility works both ways. There will be down days, and then you're going to have up days. Case in point, look at March 14th. Amidst all of this turmoil, the market had one day over 9%, all in one day, posting what was called the biggest rally since 2008 and finishing the week uh, at that point in time strong amidst the fear that we've seen on TV. So it doesn't make sense, but it just happens. So it kind of shows that the market values are dislocated or like Tom Harden said from Canterbury, uh, chief market technician, he said it's like false pricing. 
So just some things to consider there. So if you think back to the dot-com bubble bursting in the early 2000s, the, the Great Recession, the banking and housing financial crisis in 08, is this an unusual market drop or is it similar to those? Yeah, it's, it's unusual by the speed of it because it happens so quickly. So pretty much uh, there was no way uh, in, uh, to, to capture you know, or, or to do anything about it because of the speed of which it happened, especially since the economy itself was okay. Vanguard actually put out a, a, a chart. And they said that the average portfolio, if you are, let's call it 60% stock, 40% bonds, and this is a study that they actually put out years ago. They said that the average person who's got like a 60% stock, 40% portfolio can generally average somewhere in a ballpark of 8 to 9%. However, in order to average that 8 to 9%, they're going to see fluctuations in their portfolio where they might have years as high as 41%. And years as far down as 31%. That's a heck of a swing. To average 9%. But they're, what they're saying in, is this, in this chart is this is normal. Normally a swing of up 41 to down 31 to average 9%. And that's coming from a, a generally a 60% mm. stock, 40%, what we've, what we've heard as that 60-40 portfolio uh, in, in there. So again, is this unusual? I mean, it's, Vanguard's been showing this for years. It's just the speed of it happened a lot quicker. We're talking on the show today about what you should be doing during this situation with the coronavirus and the markets. And so far, we've only been talking about the money side of things. And I'm sure that people are inside, they're glued to the TV and maybe social media. I think I know your answer, but my question is, is that a good thing? No, that's the worst thing you can <laughs> you possibly You kind of alluded do. to that in the, last, uh, in the last segment. Yeah. A, you know, a friend of mine was telling me just yesterday that a list of safe things to do came out from the villages. Okay. They said the safe things you can do are take a walk, All right. work in the yard. My wife would vouch for that. She's out in the yard probably as we speak. Read a book, do yoga in your home, or do play a family game. This is a great time. You're captive. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to a bar. Stay home and play a game with the kids. Okay. Enjoy that. Okay. So I'm going to say that that's probably the worst idea. Okay. That <laughs> family game time. Well, because the, uh, so I decided um, a couple of days ago that I was going to teach Bradley because obviously he's indefinitely on spring break. I guess we're just calling this a long spring break, but mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so I, I taught him poker. 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 <laughs> I love the game. I have, a, I have a, po a tabletop poker table that sits on top of a table and I have poker chips. You've seen them. Mm -hmm. You've seen my poker chips. I use them in some of our, our classes that we teach. And so um, I, I thought it was just going to be a game because Kim doesn't like the game, my wife. She doesn't like that game so much. And I thought, you know, Bradley likes other games, you know, like Quirkle and different things. I thought, you know, he, he, he probably won't take to it. No, he's been asking me every morning. He's been waking up at, at like early. Daddy, can we play poker? It's like, you've never asked me for anything ever before. Can we play poker? I get home at the end of the day. Do you want to play poker? poker? It's like, hold on. I got I, I to gotta do some market updates for our clients and we got to prep some stuff for the radio show. Can yeah, we but play poker? poker? <laughs> you know, so it's, yeah. so that family game time has taken on a whole new meeting yeah. for the Royer household. But, um, you know, most of our clients, uh, you know, and going back to that list there that you said from the villages, most of our clients, they retired so they could be active. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of things that they could do, like dancing, mingling and swimming. They aren't allowed to do right now. They are taking it away. Yeah. And, and golf, who knows, right? I mean, it's outside, but um, even there's limitations there. How about church? You know, you got to restrict your numbers to 10 people or well, less. Is it, that going to have effect on people going to yeah, church? Yeah, and, and, and I, you know, and, and so my church uh, masses have been suspended. Yeah. 
So, I mean, again, most of our clients, uh, they're re- they, they are retired. They've lived their life being active, and now that's being taken away from them. So I would take some of the advice from the villages. Stay socially smart is what I'm calling it, but remain active. Don't just sit on the couch and be glued to the TV. Um, that's like the worst thing you can do. History tells us that this, this too shall pass. It will be okay. You know, stay active, go outside. You can still do things like taking a walk or working in the yard or stuff like that that keeps you active. Although I would probably say for most people, if you're using real money, don't get into playing poker if your grandkids or your kids. <laughs> Especially if the yeah, market's so down. stay away from that one. <laughs> yeah. So, Jerry, who was it that said it? Was it FDR? Uh, what we have to fear is fear itself. Uh, it's mm-hmm. what they said after uh, Pearl Harbor. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of the scenario we're in right now. So when it comes to financial planning and investing, what are you telling folks? Well, here's why it's important to plan and run financial simulations, Mark, on your money, like what we do for our clients each and every day. Because we don't just look at what happens if the market's good. Everybody can be a hero when the market's going up. We look at how a plan will hold up when we're experiencing what we are now, not so good a market. People often tell us the market's up. Why are you playing against safe? Because that's what smart financial planning is. You just never know what the tide will bring you. So when we create financial plans, we factor years like this into the planning. That's why, uh, you know, while we anticipate most years being positive, um, you know, negative ones are going to happen. And this is why we routinely run a, reti- a new retirement analysis every time that we meet with a client. So that's one thing. And then for years, uh, too, we've told people to diversify your money in three types of buckets. You know, we've talked about the green bucket of money, which we call principal protected. That's the money that you put in there and it's backed up by an institution or an individual or not an institution, not an individual. It's, you know, so you have a major institution backing that up and saying the money you invest here is principal protected called the green bucket. You have the uh, other principal protected bucket too that's offered through a bank. We call that the yellow bucket. Uh, the yellow, the reason it's yellow is it's bank money and you're not earning anything. So if inflation's 3% and you're earning zero in the bank right now because the government just dr- just cut Fed rates. Uh, so you're, you're, you're going backwards. You're losing money safely. So it's not like Jim Cramer. Well, that's the that's the red bucket, okay? So that's the other one. So you got the green bucket, principal protected, but has a chance to grow. You have the yellow bucket, which is you know safe, principal protected, but it's but it's losing money because it's not keeping up with inflation. Then you got the red bucket, the growth with risk bucket. So this would be like the mutual funds, the stocks, and that type of stuff. So if you're properly diversified, then not all of your money is in the red bucket, right? That's why there's three buckets. You fill them up so that you have your comfort level. And when the market's going down, yeah, the red bucket's going to be under pressure, but the green and the yellow bucket aren't going to be because those are principal protected yeah, buckets. But, but Kramer tells people that you're diver- diversified if you have a lot of stocks. Well, you're diversified right. in the red bucket. Right. But if All you go in one. Yeah, but I, I, I call that like red meat, right? <laughs> okay, so it, red meat, you can cook it to medium rare, medium, medium well, but it still starts out red. It's just different <laughs> colors of red, Right. So the same thing here is the, is stocks, you can diversify to your heart's content. But the thing is, is when everything's under pressure like we've seen, everything's all, almost moving the same direction, just down to different degrees. So, uh, you know, it's, it, you've got to be careful. So, again, we tell people you need to have money in principal protected investments, backed up by that institution, not an individual. You, need, you, you can have money that's at risk. And during times like this, that market money is under pressure. But if you're properly diversified, 
then some of your money is principal protected and not at market risk. And that's nice right now. So what the deal is, is when markets rise, we often question the presence of bonds and foundation accounts like principal protected investments in our portfolio because they're not returning as well. And we question, well, why is that in a portfolio? But it's during times like this that we understand why we do it that way. So guys, do you think this downturn in the markets gives us, let's say, 100% certainty that a recession is on its way? No. And the reason being is we've actually done studies on this that have come out from LPL research going back to 1946. And it looks at every uh, bear market and not all bear markets lead to a recession. Uh, it, as a matter of fact, it's pretty split right down the middle. Um, so generally, the average for all bear markets is we see a decline of minus 30%, which is what we've actually seen so far. Mm -hmm. And now I think a lot of people think, well, this is going to go to zero. Okay, well, is the world going complete? I mean, I guess it's shutting down, but it's temporary. Okay, Disney is not going to uh, go, go, out of business. go out of business, right? It's just going to be temporarily shut down. And so, I mean, we see a market decline like this generally sitting in somewhere around the 30% ballpark, which is where we've been, but not all bear markets lead to a recession market. Okay. So not necessarily, but maybe we don't really know. We don't know the future. So how about the other side of this? What, how long does it take uh, typically take to recover from market drops like this one we're experiencing right now? How long typically does it take to recover historically? Well, going back to 1946, according to this LPL a research study, it typically takes about a year on average for the S&P to recapture its peak level. Once it's hit the bottom. Once yeah. it's, once it's yeah. bottomed out. For example, the drop in 2007 to 2009 took much longer than the average, about 3.1 years to get back on top after the bottom occurred on March of 2009. It's an amazing March, mm -hmm. you know. But the drop in 1987, that drop only took 1.4 years to get back once it hit the bottom. 1976 drop took about two years. 0.2. 0.2. That's a, yeah, you saw, you missed the decimal there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 0. Yeah. 0.2 years. Yeah, about so, two tenths yeah, of a year. Yeah. So, yeah, so the average uh, across all these going historically since 1946 is an average of around one year after the bottom. All right, so then what happens most of the time during market drops like this? People hear about how they can time the market, or they should they and should time the market. Does not work. I mean, as hindsight is twenty twenty, and I'm yeah. sure some guy predicted this coronavirus thing from his sofa in 2015, <laughs> and he's probably writing a book about it right now. But these aren't reliable sources. Timing the market isn't what matters. It's time in the market. As a matter of fact, um, there was a study that was done that said that if you took ten thousand dollars and you invested it in January four of nineteen ninety nine through December 31st of 2018 with dividends reinvested. If you stayed fully invested the whole time, your $10,000 would have been, again, stayed fully invested through the ups and the downs, your money would be at $29,845. However, mm -hmm. if you tried to time the market and you missed the 60 best days, you'd only have $2,144. So if you stayed fully invested, your 10,000 grows to 29K. But if you miss the 60 best days because you're out trying to time the market, you only your $10,000 actually is worth 2,144 bucks. I mean that that just, you know, that's that tells you right there. When the markets are going crazy like they have been, 
Uh, you know, having a plan can make all the difference. If you have a plan, this is the important part to stay with that plan. If you don't have a plan, then this is the word to go start putting a plan together, right? And having a team to help support you is all important. I can't imagine people who have to do this alone and they're not having any opportunity. They don't know what to do or who to turn to. That's scary. It, it is a scary situation. So again, we're here to help. This is a challenging time. This is a time for us to come together and we're here to support you. So you can always give us a call, uh, you know, here at the office, 407-960-4052. Uh, there's a bunch of information on our website, group10financial.com. Uh, you can also uh, go on our podcast page, which is on themoneyshow.com. And in the top right hand corner, there's a link that says talk with Jerry and Nick. And you can click there and you can set up a 15 minute call, a uh, 15 minute strategy call with us to answer any questions that you have. But by and large, I mean, we're, we're here for you. Uh, we're here for your, your friends and family as well if anybody needs help. Uh, and so these are trying times and our, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody right now. And as always, stay healthy and thank you for your time this time until next time. So long, everyone. You've been listening to the On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Catch new episodes every week to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To subscribe to the podcast, head to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Group 10 Financial and Brookstone Capital Management are independent of each other.